The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 6. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound the trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not Let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. The sermon is based on the verses that are skipped in the Gospel reading. When you are praying, do not heat heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Let us pray. Almighty God, as we enter this season of Lent, let your prayer that you have taught us be our guide, be our grace, be our evangelism, be you in us. Amen. Lent is one of the older celebrations where the early Christians set aside 40 days before Easter. It was a time of preparation for baptism. So Lent is this time for us 
when we look at our relationship with God, we do something to restrain ourselves from our daily activities so that we can make space and time for being with God. So in Lent we ask the question, how is my soul? So in Lent we spend time renewing our life to be in line with God. The fact that those early Christians made Lent happen tells us that it's a confession. It's a confession that those first early Christians were not the first nor the last to have trouble maintaining a healthy relationship with God. The followers of Jesus got busy. The followers of Jesus got distracted and not just on their cell phones. The followers of Jesus got forgotful, forgetful, excuse me, like I do get forgetful. And they got fearful and neglectful. And those early followers put their faith on the back burner. That is our life. That was their life. And fortunately for us, they got organized and they created Lent. So Lent starts with Ash Wednesday. And we hear those words, Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Why? Why are we reminded of death? Because death strips away everything. And Lent is a time when it can strip away everything. And so we go back to the basics of faith. We are God's people. We are called to face our fears and our failures. We are to rely on God's love and mercy. We are called to be God's children. God doesn't need to hear our words We are dust, and to dust we shall return. He doesn't need to hear our broken confessions of sin. We are the ones that need to hear those words to link up with our past. Link up with Adam and Eve, made from the dust of the ground, knowing that God created. We are in this world. We are in this world.
because God loves us and formed us. We are connected to Adam and Eve, and we die in that connection. We share their rebellion. We share their judgment. Adam and Eve are our parents, and they return to the dust of the ground. We return to dust. So we have an outward sign on our forehead tonight. One day a year. But it's not the only cross on our forehead. When we were baptized, the Holy Spirit marked us with the cross of Christ. And that cross is there daily. Once a year, we look at each other and we see a cross on our forehead, knowing that there is a cross there all the time. Knowing that we are baptized into Christ into his resurrection, we will return to dust. But until we do, God is not finished with us. Albert Day says, We Protestants are an undisciplined people, and therefore lies the region of the reason for much of our spiritual lack and serious lack of moral power. He leads us into prayer. Prayer is not something we add to our life. Prayer is at the heart of our life. Prayer is the deepest relationship we have And we need the discipline of Lent. We need the discipline of prayer to pray, whether we feel like it or not. Martin Luther said, As it is the business of tailors to make clothes and cobblers to mend shoes, so it is the business of Christians to pray. Jesus assumes that we pray. Because we learn from watching him. Jesus was a man of prayer. He'd rise early in the morning to pray. Sometimes he would pray all night on special occasions. The calling of his disciples. The going to the cross. And we as disciples have read those stories and we have watched others pray. So Jesus has taught us to pray about everything and never to give up praying. We have faith and so we pray. We don't have faith and so we pray. 
God wants us in prayer to spend time with us. We know the Lord's Prayer. Jesus says, And after this manner we pray, Our Father who art in heaven. What is this after this manner? He's giving us a prayer. We know it word for word. But he's giving us that prayer as an outline where we can take that prayer and make it personal. So there are some elements of the Lord's Prayer. The first is praise. We recognize that God is holy when we address God as a loving, personal, heavenly Father. Abba. Daddy. Our Daddy. Thy kingdom come. The second element is hope. We expect God to change lives now. And we expect Jesus to return to earth. Soon. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We submit our lives to God and we live in that submission daily. We put our own personal concerns aside for God's kingdom to come. What that means is we share our toys with others. little phrase maybe some of our toys are expensive we share our toys with others we're not to be selfish God wants us to love each other if we can't share our toys how can we love someone Give us this day our daily bread. The third element, to depend on God. Jesus wants us to know where everything comes from. It comes from God. Doesn't matter if we have a month's supply of food. God is the provider. In faith, we are to look to God for all things. Jesus didn't know where he was going to sleep at night. He didn't know how he was going to eat. He trusted God in everything. He wants us to have that same peace and trust. Fourth element, forgive. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. What's a debt? Most of you are farmers or related to farmers. What is debt? It happens before you plant in the spring. You owe 
we owe. To go and get food, we pay. We owe for what we take. Sometimes we ask for things that we cannot have. Sometimes we do things for others and they feel like they are obligated to repay us. Owing and forgiving. Giving without expecting to receive in return. A cheerful giver. Giving. If we cannot forgive, then grace from God is so hard for us to accept. Fifth element, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It talks about goodness. God wants our prayer to strengthen what is good to make right. God doesn't intend for us to do wrong. He wants us to avoid everything that is evil or bad or hurtful. He wants us to be children of God. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever and ever. Amen. God is the one in control. We have completed our prayer. That prayer that we know so well has praise and hope. It has dependence and forgiveness. It has goodness. And that is what makes our prayer life rich. Amen.